0: Welcome to our podcast. Today is Weird. We are your hosts, Raya and Alex. Two friends living in the mountains of
1: Asheville, North Carolina, talking about how intuition operates and when things
0: get weird. Weird. Hello.
2: Hello. Hi. Hi. I know Ali's first Every thing time. is she always just laughs. Yeah. I can't help it. <laughs> okay, okay, go ahead. We're here today with two
0: special guests.
2: Yes. (laughs)
0: Um, So maybe we can just start by doing a check in. Sure. Alexis, do you want to go first?
2: What are we checking in about? How are you? (laughs) How have you been
0: feeling? We, you were on. You've been on two other episodes at this point.
2: Yes, we did one for the start of the pandemic. That's right, twenty twenty. And then I forget what the other one was. But Something yeah, yeah. just the in-house body worker here. is done. <laughs> nice to hear you all. Thanks for having uh, me. Yes, I'm doing well. That new moon in Scorpio was a bit of a doozy for me. Kind of felt pretty exhausted over the weekend, but feeling much better now and happy to be here. And today we have my dear friend Will Camp, who is an astrologer that I met in the throes of the restaurant industry in Asheville many years ago. Hi, Will. Hello. If you want to start with your check-in and how you're doing.
3: Hi, everyone. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm doing really well, Uh, as Alexis mentioned. um, Former veteran of the service industry, (laughs) but uh, have always uh, sort of identified vocationally as an astrologer. Yes. And um, Scorpio New Moon was great for me, but what's kicking my ass is the direct, is like all the planets going direct after Mm -hmm. such a long period of Mm -hmm. retrograde action. I'm, you know... Uh, was comfortable in my little introspective bubble. Now, here we are sharing to the world our experiences and feelings.
2: <laughs> yeah, this is Will's first podcast, y'all. So, we got a newbie on. Yeah. Alex,
1: I <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Pisces, <laughs> the double Pisces. Although I had a reading recently where you said I was on Aquarius rising, and I really liked it, so I'm just gonna pretend like I'm an Aquarius
2: rising still. Yeah, you definitely um, have hard alien mm, energies. Mm. <laughs> I have don't don't two planets. I have two planets to Aquarius. aquarius, aquarius. So <laughs> alien to me. <laughs>
1: Yes, yeah, I have we we did a podcast, oh yeah, we did a podcast since I got back from the woods. Okay. Yes. So yes, doing well, except I'm a little like fuck this energy, to be totally honest. Which is <laughs> over the Scorpio. I'm oh, but I like Scorpios. <laughs> I have my Jupiter and Scorpio. We're gonna talk astrology today, so I'm gonna keep throwing all that crap out there, but um <laughs> so I don't know with Mercury and Scorpio earlier. It was it was it was O T T. It was too much. Mm-hmm. I was like, but <clears where throat> the over the top. <laughs> thought, oh. I'm sorry, but that's a reference from the show Love Island, mm-hmm. which I watched early in the pandemic. So maybe that's you know. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, the, like the worst trash show TV ever. Um, so, anyways, yeah, I'm just a little irritated, but I'm happy to be in the presence of you all. So. Um, I'm just busy. I don't really like being busy. It's not really my thing. I'm not into being busy. So, ever. <laughs> <by Z. Yeah. laughs> real. I'm like, oh I didn't get thirty minutes to stare off into space today. You know? I gotta have that time. <laughs>
3: yeah. Business with salvation. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> yeah. So um, <clears throat> no. So just like a little irritable at the at the energy. Um yeah, and you know, just like some Thanksgiving, I don't even want to use the word drama, but <laughs> some. Yeah, here come the hot. Here it comes. Yeah, come you know. How many gluten free some... pies you got to make this time?
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> just some like tension there, which is fine. Uh, but it's also, you know, I just don't have a lot of energy toward towards any of that with my family. So. Sorry if you're listening.
3: I <laughs> can just miss you.
1: <laughs> exactly. Yes. Just hang out on the mountains.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Next. Well, that's literally all I've been doing is hanging out on the mountains. So, yeah, it's really nice to be out in Maggie Valley today. Yeah, we're all here at yeah. my house.
2: We're so lucky.
0: Um. So, yeah, I've just been feeling a lot of nesting energy. I've been, like, rearranging a lot in my space. I feel like I've been in a time warp. Like, I don't even know what I did yesterday. I don't know what I did earlier today. Another one of those. <laughs> But yeah, not too much going on my way. But um, I know a lot is going on in astrology, and we're gonna to talk to Will about that. So let's start with maybe yeah. How did you find astrology? How did when did that interest peak? You know.
3: The, I, uh, to say, it peaks every day, you know. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> when did it
0: peak your interest,
3: right? Oh, or, sure. Uh, yeah, 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 totally. Okay, uh, tell people
1: your three, if that's okay.
3: Oh, sure. Uh, my big three oh, yeah. are oh, uh, yeah. Virgo Sun, Capricorn Moon, Leo Rising. Mm. Um, Chiron and 10th house in Gemini. Mm. Um, let's, you know, obviously Pluto and Scorpio
2: right
3: which is generational is on
2: well yes. the outer planet <laughs> whatever it's fine
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alex
2: is a different generation in case you didn't catch that
3: and I got my interest in astrology essentially from my mother who always References things in these sort of vague astrological terms, and they're always right. <laughs> uh And for her, it's more of a passing interest, but she's far more interested in. She's a Capricorn. Uh, she's Capricorn, Sun, Aquarius, mm. Moon, Sagittarius, Rising. Oh, so that's a combo. She's like a classic girl boss. And so for her, uh, astrology is uh, yeah. just like one arrow in her quiver of cocktail talk. But for me, <laughs> it's like become so interesting. And uh, I didn't start really taking it super seriously until probably like 2008 when I started studying with this amazing, amazing woman named Aleka Thorvalson. Oh,
2: what?
3: <laughs> Aleka Thorvalson. Look her up.
2: Okay. She's a badass.
3: She's uh, based out of the Lowcountry in South Carolina. She's like literally a kahuna, among, oh, wow. among other things. Uh, I have like chills just talking about her. Mm. But I studied with her for a few years and she sort of sort of showed me... That it's so much more than just what you think it is. Like it's so much more than what I know it is to be today after Mm -hmm. a decade of professional practice. Even you know, Um, Mm. and she's sort of the one who, in that very Aquarian, you know, freedom from what you know. She introduced that concept to me, Mm. and that blows my mind. You know, because there's what you know, there's what you don't know that you you know, there's what you know that you don't know, and there's what you don't know that you don't know which mm. is everything the
2: abyss mm-hmm. yeah. right well it's
3: not so much abyss as it is the quantum sea of opportunity
2: mm. absolutely and it's like in my sometimes you, you don't know, know what you know yes you don't <laughs> know what you know you don't know what you think you know you actually totally. don't know anything <laughs> in fact there's actually sure. nothing to know you right. know you know. <laughs> zoom out, zoom out, zoom out. Yeah,
3: yeah. Uh, yeah.
2: so good. I do
0: want to say that Alexis is kind of doing yeah. some astrology study currently. Yeah. Yeah. I
1: am. I'm stepping into here. astrology okay, tell a us, bit more. Tell us your three.
2: My three, I'm a Virgo sun, Scorpio moon, and rising. So all earth and water, but I have a ton of Leo in my chart as well. So some fire there too. But I think that that's the thing about astrology is like when you look at a natal chart, It is the map, the 2D map of the 3D sky. And you have, you know, the energy of the signs, the energy of the planets, and the energy of the houses. And you even can have the energies of the degrees if you go down to stuff like the Sabian symbols Mm. or the Chandra symbols. And so it's like, sure, people hear about astrology and they're like oh well I'm a Capricorn and I hate work and I don't identify with that at all and it's like okay well let's actually look at everything else that's there because your sun sign in truth is like truly not important Mm -hmm. at all like it's about your ego and how you operate but there's so much more information and what you do in your life, like what you find important, how you love, how you communicate. So it's it's so important to stress that there's so many more details than I think people on the surface level of astrology are really looking at, which is why it becomes so fascinating. Because you can look at astrology for the energy of the day, for the energy of an entire country or a movement or the energy of the universe at large or down to an individual soul. So it's really kind of stepping into the the exploration of the non-physical parts of the self, which I find to be Mm -hmm. so wonderful and beautiful and fascinating. So what type of astrology are you studying and then what type do you practice? I mean, I guess I'm just studying Western astrology. It's just, you know, I, I look at charts in Placidus so you can have multiple signs in one house, but I mean, all astrology is fascinating and it's just kind of what you're drawn to. Yeah. I mean, you could have a, I mean, Will has done this in his practice. I know of like focusing on only Chiron work with people. Like you can do so much. So if you mm. come into an astrology reading or if you're exploring it for yourself, it's kind of like, okay, where do you want to go? Like start with what you're drawn to because there's just so much there.
3: Mm.
2: And she was asking, "What astrology do you practice?"
3: The astrology that I practice, you could say is more karmic. Like a karma yeah. astrological practice that's yeah. really interesting to me, yeah. uh, and it's not necessarily bound to karma. Uh, what I find the the kind of astrology that I find myself practicing uh, as maybe has a name. If it does, I don't know it. Um, <laughs> one of the things the Virgo in me it, it compels me to do is offer something to astrology. Yeah, uh, everyone that I've studied with and learned from, whether it's you know Jeff Wolfe or um, uh, Stephen Forrest or any of these guys um, they all have sort of like this shade of astrology that they're very interested in pursuing and I have, I'm sort of flushing mine out as we go mm-hmm. and it involves so much so many clients come to me with the assumption that the like middle class American 20th century lens 21st century lens of reality is the lens of reality Mm. And going back to freedom from what we know, <laughs> imagine being set free of the things that are wrapped up in what I just said. Mm. And because your self exists in an environment totally separate from that. Mm. In fact, you know, I think everyone listening or everyone at the table can agree that unless you are an elderly, wealthy, Christian, white, cis male, heterosexual, married, procreative male.
2: Wow. Then like
3: <laughs> that lens does not apply to you.
2: Yeah, it doesn't fit.
3: But that's the blanket lens that we're all, like, that's what school tells us to be. That's what religion tells us to be. That's what our work tells us to be. What America... The system, the
0: matrix. Yeah, Yeah,
3: the system, the matrix. And so, obviously, that's bullshit. And the phrase human resources, Mm. the phrase human resource gets thrown around so much in this pejorative way. Because you think of, like... The nanny culture, the nitpicking person at work who stops you from stealing pins or something or whatever, <laughs> <laughs> you know. But really, uh, it's no coincidence that we live in a time of seven and a half billion people. You know, since we've been mm. keeping track in our timeline, that's the most people that's ever been incarnate on this planet, by far. And yeah. if each person is a unique individual who and can who has
2: a has a soul,
3: that's what I mean. Can yeah. only do there's something that everybody can do that only they can do mm. that Nazis can't take from them, that mm. money can't take from them, mm. Uh, mm. that you cannot imprison. Mm. And if everyone were empowered to do that, then we wouldn't have any of these systems that we just talked about. We would be living in a much more streamlined world. Uh, I hate to use the word perfection, but as a Virgo, it comes up a lot. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) And it's obviously I don't think we'll ever achieve what the normal idea of perfection is, but we can certainly work towards it. You know, It's a great motivator, if Mm -hmm. you will. And wouldn't you rather live in a world where everybody was themselves free of judgment or free of this like lens that only applies to one kind of person and that one kind of person hasn't even used it to do something good with it.
2: Exactly. You know,
3: so everybody who comes to me, it's like, are we talking about their karma if they want to? Sure. Are we talking about (laughs) what motivates them if they want to? Sure. But what we're really talking about is who are they? Mm. You know, and like Alexis said, the sun is one aspect, but the sun is also a planet. Like Dane Mm. Rudyard points that out. A hundred years ago. Mm -hmm. The sun is also a planet. You know, it is maybe the front door to our consciousness, but you have the back door of Saturn. You Mm -hmm. have the super back door that doesn't even exist of Neptune. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? You have all of these points of access, you know, and like Alexa said, it's quantum, it's not just here and now, it's Mm. everything, you know, and people who are like, well, it's like stars or whatever, and it's like, okay, (laughs) you're a star.
2: Yes, by the way, everything is energy. Yeah, you have
3: the same black holes in the middle of the nuclei of the atoms of your body that exist in the middle of this galaxy, you know, the same supernova that created Pluto created you.
2: And in mm-hmm. that well, that's sense, the universal life force energy, right? Exactly. That's what Reiki precisely. Is. That's Exactly. Precisely.
3: That is key. the chi. The chi, yeah, it. chi,
2: exactly. Will is a Reiki master as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hey, girl. Hey.
1: And we have more neurons in our body than there are stars in the... Sky.
3: Yeah, how about that? That's insane to me. How about that? That's insane and to what? me. <laughs> you know.
0: Okay, so now we, I want
1: to pick your brain about binary systems, but we can do it maybe on the podcast. I was just going to ask like,
0: what <laughs> like, are the first happening. things? Obviously each chart is vastly different as you're saying. It's sure. completely unique like a fingerprint, but um, what are some of the things that you kind of look at first to start the conversation and looking at a chart?
3: Mm. Mm, Pluto placement because that gives you a great deal cuz that's something you share with your generation and that's often yeah. that's often sometimes the most difficult shit to work through because you need help. Mm. You know, and part of that lens that we just talked about, we'll just call this the lens from this point forward, is that we live in a world where only you can help yourself. But that's so not true. We're all in this together, right? Right. So, like, think about, it just frames the whole context, you know. Um, I look at lunar placements uh, Mm -hmm. and also lunar phase. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the And
2: by that you mean like the phase the moon was in when they were born.
3: Astronomically, mm-hmm. like uh waxing gibbous, First new, quarter, full, blah right. blah blah, all that. That
2: is huge because each oh, of those phases you? have an energy.
3: So, new moon, uh, someone born under the auspices of a new moon is somebody who like, you know, perhaps is shy, but really it's like the, think about the moon card of the tarot. Mm-hmm. Um this is somebody who's seen that crayfish emerging from the pond and is making that decision whether or not to be the dog or the wolf before they go between the pillars. Mm-hmm. You know, this is big new moon energy. They've mm-hmm. seen it; it's terrifying. How are they going to give it to the world? Mm-hmm. Full moon energy is someone mm-hmm. on the hill beyond the pillars looking back at the pond, being like, "Well, I guess I got to go back to the pond."
2: Mm-hmm. You know,
3: but it's like when you climb up to a risky treehouse. You know, getting up there is one set of fears, but then you got to climb down that ladder again, and it's like, Ugh. Mm-hmm. and that's just it. You know, all of this is cycle. There is no. <laughs> right or wrong place to be born there is no beginning or end to the journey there are far more layers of um let's call it ego to work through Mm. than we have time for Mm -hmm. and that's why we have that's why i'm so obsessed with this karmic uh aspect of astrology and that's just an easy word to use because of like our Um, beautiful awareness of the Vedic traditions, but really what we're talking about here to go even more Vedic and I'm such a white guy, so I feel sorry for even like using these words because I'm not a Hindu or I did not grow up in this tradition at all. It's just, uh, what I've learned is that we're all avatars of each other having dreams. So like right now, a version of me is asleep in a parallel universe right now, uh, having this dream that I'm at this table with these four women, Hmm. right? Like everything that has ever happened, or will ever happen, is happening right now. You know, we are here in the third dimension on Earth in this linear-based time phenomena, which is a phenomena, and we're here by choice. Mm-hmm. That's the other thing that I think is really interesting about a birth chart, mm-hmm. is that the birth chart that we associate with our current incarnation, with this focus, is an agreement that we made with ourselves it is. and everybody else.
2: yep. And in that sense, too, it's like, we are the universe experiencing itself mm-hmm. and your mm-hmm. astrology chart is a blueprint, a fingerprint of a map, a contract of how you are meant to move through this world. And mm. it has so much to do with more than just your sun sign or your rising and your moon yeah. too. And like Absolutely. when I look at charts, one of the first things that I look at is the ascendant because mm. the ascendant is like who you're seen as. And what is it Raya, in shamanic astrology that you like, Use. And so yeah, you ahead. come
0: in. Sorry, my dog's groaning on my lap. You, you come in as your moon, like what you know very well. You're becoming your rising, and the fuel you burn is your sun.
2: Mm. Right. So mm-hmm. the fuel that, that you burn to bridge the two. Yes. And so your moon sign is like your internal self. Your sun sign is your external self, and then the ascendant is like how you're viewed in the world. So it's it's a lot to explore just right there, and sure. I think that that's a fun thing to start with, especially with clients that are really new to astrology, or at least their own astrology. Mm.
0: Well, could you break down... A, I know you mentioned Vedic astrology. I actually know very little about that branch, but what do you know of kind of when this all started? For people... I mean, I guess oh, that sure. our listeners will know, but like constellations become... Sure, sure. How does that all... How did it evolve? Mm, that's a great so question.
3: So it obviously evolved over time. What, uh, the reason why I like astrology and why I put so much authority into it or believe in its authority is because it truly is something that even predates the Veda. This Mm -hmm. to me is one of the few tangible links to um, perhaps like the actual age of Virgo, if you will, like the Atlantean times or Lemurian times even. Mm -hmm. Um, These are things that are part of our psyche, part of our collective memory that we inherit from our ancestors that cannot be erased through television programming or world wars or anything like that um you know so vedic astrology is a world unto itself vedic jargon terminology concepts and ideas are really really helpful in understanding western astrology mm. The reason why the charts
0: are completely different. Completely right? different. How does that work?
3: So to be totally honest, I'm not necessarily certain. Okay. I will okay. say this: what I know about Vedic astrology is that if you were trying to win the lottery or go out on a date on the best day or get married on the best day or right. buy a you house, a lot
0: of, like, it's very predictive. And hmm. red- weddings, right? You know,
3: and so like that's cool and all, but that's also like, how much of that is a self fulfilling prophecy? you know Mm -hmm. so much of the world imagine if you tried to attach your ego to every action you made what kind of rabbit hole you get yourself into Mm -hmm. I much prefer the options of the infinite as opposed to like a thin (laughs) slice of an already thin reality
2: yes
3: Uh, give me me more yeah or give me no not give me more (laughs) give me what's perfect right I want uh, I want spoken (laughs) like a true Virgo (laughs) yeah (laughs)
1: so good
3: I, I want the, her best her 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 the best thing at the best time story. and I fully have relinquished the idea that I know what's best, that yeah. I know what's perfect, that what I want is what I need. Oh my
2: gosh, that's so huge. But like, doesn't does Vedic cute.
1: like <clears throat> moves and breathes. <clears throat> this is how I've understood it like differently whereas Placidus or western like is it the Greeks? They like stopped and said this is where it started from and there's like this like <coughs> this is that's why it's or why it's called western. I'm botching this. I know I am, but Um, It was also based on the Gregorian
0: calendar
1: as well, right? right? which changes in the
3: 1600s. You know, if you try to go back and look at dates before 1554, you have to go back to a Julian calendar. So there's all of this politics that goes in. And that's where a lot of people get, they're like, oh, well, you know, like that new astrology that came out in like 1999, I'm actually an Aquarius. It's like, pfft. You know, <laughs> if
2: that makes you feel better about yourself, honey, go
1: ahead. <laughs>
3: you can get caught up in the politi- in the political nature of calendars all you want, yes. which is like a totally fascinating study in and of itself. But it's not astrology, right? Um, we, the we're the first smart, technical, wealthy. Society to not consider planets as living organisms, as right. beings. Oof, yeah. uh, look at the way we treat our mother.
2: Which is just so weird because Oof. everything that defines our reality is based on the light and the dark, based on the turn of the day, based For on the planetary all movement. Of it, right? Literally, so we talk all about of it, time, it's calendars,
0: seasons. People season. can absorb confusion or and chaos and this whole complexity of really, energy. Really, what it is is they've made,
3: they've made this commitment to this path. They've invested in this idea, and it's like, especially people after their first Saturn return, after their second Saturn return, these unnavigated energies. It's too late to start over. It's right. like they have it's to the completely security. yes mm-hmm.
0: that safety and mm-hmm. what you know, right? right. What we're talking about Precisely. is You actually don't know anything, and
3: actually, what you they think you know is a prison that. complex. Right. right. So yes. To you.
0: that, right? Because accepting that is the shadow. Because world.
3: that means mm-hmm. religion, education. Everything you've ever toiled for physically, the relationships oh, there's a lot you've been in, all, of it. Full <laughs> all of it, all
0: shadow work,
3: all of it, all up. Yeah. So, so I mean,
0: I get it in a way. Like right. I'm not going to push that on anybody, but yeah, it yeah. is. That's the work. Right?
3: There's no wrong place to start. There's no. Right. There's never too late. Mm. You know, mm. uh, it's all about your own personal freedom. How free do you want to be? Uh, sometimes Oof. I think about how easy it would be just to have taken my college degree and gone on continuing to indoctrinate myself in the methodology of the world. gotten a
2: real job.
3: No, gotten like (laughs) a, yeah, yeah, just like sharpen my blade and kill people for money, you know, like it would have been really easy. Um, and I wouldn't have driven here in a Toyota, (laughs) you know what I mean? (laughs) Uh, and in fact, the mountain I would have driven to in my much nicer car probably would have been an Aspen, you know, but, (laughs) um, here we are talking about this re- this material reality, which goes back to what you're saying. Because of this investment in the material reality, a lot of people are like they'll they'll fight uh, mm-hmm. they'll fight understanding of this because they realize deep down that there is some realness to what we're talking about. It's mm-hmm. not just stars. It's not just mm-hmm. this. And, you know, Vedic astrology is to- is formatted physically on paper, totally different than quote unquote Western astrology. And when I say Western astrology, uh, I'm not talking about calendars or imagery systems i'm talking about the actual like collective consciousness is very union uh mm. of like the mm. archetypes that mm. make up what we believe in you know like we've assigned these identities to these planets uh that has become very abstract to us but this is not very abstract to the people who come up with this ideology mm. Mm.
2: it's energy it's yeah, yeah it's
3: you know mm-hmm. and so it's like um Western astrology has a lot of appeal to me because it takes into consideration uh, Vedic astrology is very fixed in a way. Um, you know, There's no accounting for Neptune, Uranus, Chiron, Pluto, any of like Pallas or Vesta or any of these more interesting objects. Mm-hmm. Uh, this sort of Western astrology will say has built-in mechanisms to accommodate these energies um the and, asteroids and all of that you know yeah. it's like whenever we become aware of it as a society is usually a sea change in society itself mm-hmm. you know like the discovery of uranus was during the age of the enlightenment for instance mm-hmm. the discovery and integration of neptune was in the 1840s which is when western europe uh switched to the parliamentary style democracy from monarchies um the discovery of pluto was at the dawn of the atomic era which really if you think about what the dawn of the atomic era means it means that humanity for the first time understood the mechanisms of what a star is uh and if you think about what a star is it is like the gateway to other star systems you know Mm. but what did we do with it we weaponized it Mm. you know talk about a crisis (laughs) Um, and speaking of crises, you know, that was the, the era when Pluto was in cancer. So they were having a crisis in nurturing. And Mm so they had this brilliant scientific breakthrough that they immediately used to kill people with, you know? Um, and so you look at, um, the discovery of Chiron in the 1970s, it was sort of the beginning of this whole, Um, like, oh shit, maybe we need to take a deep breath. I didn't
2: realize it was that new. Yeah. Um. Chiron is a big fucking deal.
3: Chiron is the rainbow bridge between Mm. Saturn and Uranus. You know yeah. the ego building and the ego destruction.
2: Okay, ooh.
3: It's a, it's a that's a fascinating relationship <laughs> between those three. Because mm-hmm. um, like if Pluto is what you're working on in a macro sense, Chiron is what you have to deal with immediately. Um, and we have to sort of use our. So I'll use myself as an example. My Chiron's in the tenth house in Gemini, right? So it's sort of like I have to quickly come to deal with whatever my role in society is going to be, and I have to look at it. I can't. It cannot be like this sort of enigmatic hermetic I have to sort of engage and Mm -hmm. see it and Mm -hmm. be okay with it Mm -hmm. and like get over whatever it is about myself that's shy about podcasts get over myself being shy in public like Mm -hmm. eventually we will all assume a role in society Mm -hmm. again the lens of the tenth house of like modernity would say the tenth house is your job,
2: right? Career,
3: but it really is your role in society. Mm. You know, it is because it
2: is so much ah. about being seen for it. Yeah, like totally. what are you? What do you want to be known for? What are you going to be seen for? Doing what are you going to lifetime? do? Right? Even. What are you? What are you doing?
3: Because <laughs> you know, the tenth house is the midhaven. The fourth house is the nadir,
2: right, which is also referred to as the IC,
3: correct, or the MC, the medio or what have you. <laughs> It kind there's of a is. lot of
2: intricate terminology. Yeah, that's yeah. why I say it's just so fascinating because there's so many ways to explore sure. how mm-hmm. things are in relationship with one another and how that can be combined in your individual birth chart. Sure,
3: absolutely. Mm-hmm.
2: And I would say
1: too, I'll say like for listeners, it's a language. So it oftentimes I just listen to Lots astrology. Yeah. And <laughs> I don't know necessarily I'm like, okay, wait, there's this, there's this. So if you're like listening mm-hmm. and not tracking, it's like a language where it'd be like If you're listening to a podcast in Spanish and you don't know Spanish, but you know like a little bit of it, it's the same thing. You You just pick it up. It's Mm -hmm. immersion, exactly. Also, I was listening to Sea Change by Beck on the way here. Oh, great album. I love that. (laughs) It's (laughs) kind of interesting. wanted to throw that in there.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I also think it's really fascinating, too, as you explore astrology in the sense of it being so complex and what you can look for and having so many different... um, insights on Mm -hmm. so many different things like what fascinates me that i really wish i could explore more but i can't because my family doesn't have this information nor do they care to get it but is looking at ancestral lines Mm -hmm. and looking at like like i know a friend of mine she has a scorpio moon line that goes four generations deep of females in her family Mm. and like How incredible is that, that the moon, which is, you know, a very emotional, internal, intuitive influence in the sign of Scorpio, which is very psychological, transformative, very deep. It goes in the female mother line of her family. Like, I just think that is so fascinating and beautiful. Well, that's karmic. Right. And how you could, like, explore that in your own line. Like, I really so look forward to reading. You know, it's a question right now in the world as to whether or not we're going to choose to have children in this wild world we're living in. But the idea of, like, reading my grandchildren's chart and finding those intricacies. Is just so fascinating and something that I think would really teach people how to operate in a more holistic and like free way from their youth mm-hmm. than finding out never or like much after all of these very significant things have happened in life. Mm-hmm. And it's also important to like recognize amongst all of us as spiritual practitioners, you know, mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it healing like we all have strange identifications with these words but like this work doesn't belong to us like i am not this work like this energy this work that i'm doing whether it's body work or astrology or intuitive work it flows through us. We yeah. take ownership of the entity, the body, the physical that is the instrument that the energy of the universe is using to bring this out into the space. Mm-hmm. But it is not ours. Like we can say that, like yes, we're intuitive or you know have these skills, but it doesn't belong to us. It is a place of, of service and what is meant to be expressed. And in that way, that is our karma. Absolutely, you know? well, that's that stage of Aquarius, right, exactly. knowledge is everyone's.
0: Like, like, all of it so is So beautiful.
2: Like, the more I look at astrology, the more I literally just think it's the answer to everything. And mm-hmm. like we said before, there are no answers.
3: <laughs> but it certainly removes some of that, like, random that randomness that this world can feel Correct. like. You yeah. know, there's this dichotomy that exists between what we feel intuitively and what we are presented with. Uh, in, like, a hierophantic sort of way, to take it back to the tarot. You know, like part of what alexis was saying is so true it's like these modalities these methods this power is not ours uh we're just like stewards and honestly like um the pluto and scorpio generation the millennials um
2: that's that's right
3: that's (laughs) and we have an honorary millennial here i guess as well
2: (laughs) um it's scorpio Scorpio. Yeah. yeah so pluto is like what um you're like, you're it's like a generational, and Pluto is... Say. Like we were just saying, it moves every 12 to 31 years. Depending the average on is where like 21. Yeah. So that's like when it moves for generations. But yeah, Pluto and Scorpio is intense because Pluto is the god of the underworld, but it's, and Scorpio is that sign. Yeah, it's you know, transformation. It feels dark, in that sign. It's, it's well, so, well, Pluto, Pluto yeah. rules Scorpio, exactly. It's very happy and at right, home right. in that sign.
3: Well, and so it's sort of like... When I look at it generationally, you know, Pluto and Scorpio can mean so much. Obviously, Pluto is the ruler of Scorpio, blah, blah, blah. Scorpio has so many attributes. But in this sense, it's really about, uh, it can be a very personal energy. Mm -hmm. But when it's generational, it's about power structures, in my opinion. Correct. And I look at every, there's like two camps of millennials. You know, there's the millennials that did go off to sharpen their blades and kill people for money. And Mm -hmm. then there's the ones who are doing podcasts on astrology. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of what a it. person in... Like someone who, with their Pluto and Leo would wonder why I'm not at work right now.
2: Right. You yeah. know what
3: I mean? And so, or
2: Pluto and Capricorn.
3: You know? Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, Pluto and Capricorn, that's so interesting because those are the kids being born right, right now. now. That's what I was just about to and say. And so, so they will never talk to us like that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Because
3: we're creating a world for them we're destroying a world given to us by our ancestors and they will rebuild it.
2: Mm -hmm. You know? They really will. And
3: their older friends who get them high for the first time (laughs) will be the Pluto and Sagittarius (laughs) generation who will have thought about What they need to build.
2: Absolutely, the The dreamers they've dreamt it up, and then Capricorn Capricorn Earth sign is going to bring it into the physical. That's so beautiful.
3: Yeah, Capricorns are happiest when they're working, not thinking.
2: Yeah, you
3: know,
1: absolutely, absolutely. And Pluto and Sag would be like people in their like late teens, early. like late mm, 20s or yeah. something like that mm, okay. they're the
3: zoomers that yeah, uh zoomers. fucked up the trump rally and all that you know what i mean <laughs> oh yeah like, on tiktokers yeah because
2: exactly.
3: and you think about okay, okay so you think about what a sagittarian energy means to you personally it's sort of like a philosophy right you think about it mm-hmm. collectively it's more like a religion
1: oh mm. uh, yeah and
3: so we have a bunch of kids here who are having the the part of their ego the part of their identity that is caught up in what it why do we live why are we born and why are we here why are we
2: alive this is their right. this is their crisis
3: yeah mm-hmm. you know
2: that's huge and this is a perfect that caveat totally because we part. did really want to talk about the pluto return that's happening right now for the u.s and how big of a deal that is because it only happens every two 248 years thank you will <laughs> and so it's like what that's saying is that you know it's Pluto and Capricorn too so this is also about power structures exactly like big systems and looking at what's happening in the US right now where all of that Management. is exactly like under scrutiny and being challenged in the most intense and incredible way that any of us have ever seen in bye. our lifetimes exactly <laughs> by burn it all See, down power well, so co- card
1: with a lot of like the voting there was the movement for people that were like the 177. 26 shirts yeah. To be like, remember who we are. And I'm like, it's just hilarious. You can watch it play out. Right. There is no going back
3: to 1776. Right. Yeah,
1: come on. But y'all. I, I want to be like look forward returned. to 2076. Like,
3: what's up with you? Like <laughs> yeah. you know, but it's so I mean.
1: like Pluto returned this like feeling of wanting to hang on to something that's like right. no longer. And there it is literally crumbling, no crumbling around exists. you.
2: Exactly. Yeah. Again,
0: we go back to the idea of false security. Right. And right. What feels safe and what feels known.
3: Yeah. Inherited Absolutely. inherited ideas of control. You yeah. know? Like yeah. these none of these ideas are real from a tangible standpoint. And we talk about you can talk about voting or whatever. We the four of us at this table, right now have made the biggest vote possible. We're all like educated capable people and none of us are writing loans at a bank right now mm. none of us are sitting behind a law desk none mm-hmm. of us are mm. doing that shit mm-hmm. you know
0: revolt. <laughs> a passive <laughs> seriously a
3: passive revolt like i'm not throwing grenades at the cops even though like my leo rising like, yeah, would <laughs> get a huge kick out of that but at the same time, I also know that, like, I don't want to live in a violent world. You know, no. I don't want to live in a world where... Because we also have so much to be... I mean, we're in this beautiful home. We're in this beautiful valley. Like, there we have a lot to be thankful for. We have a lot of material abundance. Uh, society is not all bad. Mm. But uh, there's a lot of it that does need to go. Mm. And yeah. we have an entire generation of people who are not at work right now. Mm-hmm. Not because of the pandemic, but just because that's not what they're going to do.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And... If we had continued, you know, like uh, we talk about boomers a lot in astrology because, A, there's Mm -hmm. so many of them, (laughs) and uh, their crisis was literally with themselves. We're Mm -hmm. talking about the Pluto and Leo generation Mm -hmm. raised by the people who weaponized star technology, Mm. you know, so they're completely whack. They went to work and look what they bought BMWs and they Mm. bought, you know, when my parents were my age, they had two mortgages on two different, they had a vacation house, they had a fleet of whips, they had a child. You know what I mean? Like, I'm impressed that I can keep a dog fed. Um, and these are people who spiritually and emotionally are like me. They don't want to be, you know, performing surgery and developing shopping malls. They want to be, like, camping and dancing and, like, you know, exploring themselves sexually. Like all well, these... in
0: between, right? The right. 70s was this, like rise of oh okay we can do something different but then they were like i don't know actually let's go back to what but think about yeah totally but then having us now we're like well fuck that you know look they got drafted they got
3: drafted to go fight an imperialistic war like that's something that we wouldn't wouldn't even deal that's not even if someone drafted me the last thing i would do is go to the place i was told to go to and shoot somebody Mm -hmm. like that would be like they would have to pick they have to spend more money getting me there right you know and the odds of me shooting whoever drafted me is a lot higher than me shooting whoever I was supposed to shoot quote unquote
2: right and like generations I think it's interesting how they quantify generations because like generations lengths are not a perfect equation sure Like the millennial generations from 1981 to like 1996, I think. So like 15 years. Mm -hmm. And in that case, you know, I think with the boomers, it was a longer one too. I'm not 100% of the dates, but it was Pluto and Leo and Pluto and Virgo in that Mm -hmm. generation. So Mm -hmm. you have Mm -hmm. darkness around being who you are and being seen, and you have darkness around perfectionism and service. Mm. And so think about with that, with that generation and no fucking wonder, no, it's amazing. And then you have your crisis that. in justice. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs>
3: and then you have your crisis in power. Exactly. And then you have your crisis in philosophy. And yes. then your crisis in the actual management of the world. A hundred
2: percent. And these are also, you know, when you look at the signs, the first sign and uh, that rules the first house is Aries, then it goes all the way around to Pisces. So, like, mm. we're really on, like, the tail end of an yeah. even larger return. Absolutely. And in some way it becomes... Be, more advanced as you go on it's not to say that if you have all of your placements in the lower half of your chart that you know you're not an advanced soul like that's not i want to be clear about that because we're all advanced souls like everyone has different experiences but to look at that generationally in moving through those higher houses. I mean, it's just it's huge, big stuff. And there yeah. is a reason that there's more people on the planet than ever before. There's a reason that we as souls chose to incarnate in these bodies and witness what's happening in the world today. I mean, it's well just and shepherd massive. exactly. What is happening. Absolutely. And steward, which is exactly what we were saying yes. earlier. Like it's about Being in alignment with the very core of who you are. It's about allowing. Mm. Yeah, and surrender. We
3: are now in this era of allowing. Like, imagine if it Mm. were legal to be a human being.
2: Right.
3: Right now. Just imagine that.
2: Yeah, big time.
3: Like, anything, like, it's not about fixing, you know, you can't, you're just fixing, like, all these solutions we have to the world are so one and zero, black and white. Like, oh, we'll, like, take an impoverished neighborhood And, you know, we'll make selling drugs illegal and we'll make social programs a thing. And it's like, all that does is create a job for someone with a degree in social work, which I guarantee you is not the daughter of the person in the neighborhood you're trying to fix. Right, yeah. So, like, look at what's Uh. happening. Is it, like, are they making money because they're selling drugs? Then, like, why is that the issue like Mm -hmm. that needs to be legal because that's what exists
0: Mm. that human being versus human doing precisely
3: Mm -hmm. and like what are you gonna do are you gonna dig a hole in the ocean (laughs) or are you gonna swim in it or something you know what I mean like let's be reasonable here Mm -hmm. and at some point it's like we go back to that one specific group of like Caucasian cis males who are profiting from it and everybody else who is not and it really is about passive rebellion and as much as we want to move into this like golden utopia yesterday it will likely be our grandchildren who are experiencing the first fruits of our quote-unquote passive rebellion.
1: Neighbors, yeah. Yeah, there's the young end quote of, uh, I think it's young. My therapist says this all all the time, like, that the new age will be built on the backs of Mm. the wounded warriors or something like that. I'm saying it terribly. Um, But it's basically all the, like, I know we like talk about the empath word but like all the sensitive souls that are that are these warriors that are moving things forward and we're just like we're going we got these wounds we're going
0: what she's saying it's like the orders it's the like Mm -hmm. divine marching
1: orders the marching Mm -hmm. orders
0: right Mm -hmm. like we've come in with marching orders like this is what your job is yeah This is your role in society, like you were saying.
3: Yeah, and it's blowing people's minds too because it requires a great deal of sensitivity and that's obviously Mm. something in this world that is not valued. Mm. And so you have these power structures being confronted with empowered sensitivity for the very first time and they're like, whoa, you're not supposed to challenge me, you're sensitive. And it's like, I am able to challenge you because I am sensitive. Like, I've seen beyond your smoke and mirrors, I see how fragile your control mechanisms are and I see that you've basically been lying to people and when they speak up, you hit them. <laughs> you know, and like you're using violence and fear as your your two motivating factors here. Well, like nobody wants that, except for the people who make money on it. You know, mm-hmm.
0: so good. So yeah, they're good. Just wounded, right? yeah, they're wounded. Yeah, well, just they're
3: either wounded office. or they're asleep. Right. Or, right. or both. Or <laughs> both. Either
0: way in my mind that's trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Either yeah. Way, no trauma. shit. No shit. You know? Yeah. You don't so, come
3: to earth to sleep through it.
2: Well, yeah. and that oh, actually is cool. Exactly. Yeah,
3: like this delicious yeah. water, this like wooden table, <laughs> like beeswax candles, like dogs, like you don't sleep through an walk
2: No, you don't. Hmm.
1: Okay, so my this is like a little bit shifting the subject but not really, but okay. All good. So but trauma. <laughs> when we think about trauma, do do you in in terms of astrology, right? We have oppositions. We have all these relationships sure. of what we learn. And so I can look at my chart and be like, okay, I can understand where some learnings are. But then there's this idea of like trauma. I feel like takes us away. Sometimes I call it the matrix of astrology, because <laughs> I'll like, I'll like have clients where that week it's the same theme, and then yeah. I look up oh, the astrology yeah. and I'm like, oh, of course, sure. it's like the astrology of it. Where I feel like trauma takes us away from our the stars, but there are some things, because I think of like karmic, there are some things that happen in our chart that are like... About your about trauma. About your 100%. trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So it's interesting because I feel like you know, for me, there was like no choice in going forward and doing like working for myself and being a psychic medium. There was no no it's not I don't want to say that in a bad way, but it was like there's no way I can do anything else. Like yeah, I literally sure. got migraines and oh, and sure. so there's like pieces that like push you towards this, but I also think there's like if I make it conspiracy, but we're really getting there a little bit. Like I think there are forces that know how powerful astrology is, 100%. and they try to pull us off of oh, our look. Absolutely. One thing: chart.
3: wizards run this world. Sorcerers run the world. Yes. <laughs> like <laughs> people who know how it works run it. Like <laughs> they that's, do. that's why
0: people
2: are asleep. It's, it's so amazing. much esoteric. That's them. what the
3: it's Illuminati amazing. is all about. Yeah, is yeah. keeping that they're gatekeepers to this technology. Yes. They're gatekeepers yeah. to this wisdom. They're gatekeepers to the magic
2: absolutely yeah. and the, the last thing I they want the it last it thing is they want is a woke peasantry I know, yeah. with the people, yes. and, you know, I really do think that all Agreed. people, good, bad whatever, are needed in the world Like even yeah. the people that are offering these perspectives that are like, I don't believe in this whatever, and then you look at it, you're like, you're living your astrology so hard look, it be- <laughs> they, they it. Exactly. I mean, think about how
0: high
2: of vibration that is to absolutely.
0: come in and be evil yeah. Like you want to experience soul, that energy a
3: soul and a role oh There we go. Yes.
2: yes. That's, an Ad, that's an Adam
3: Sims quote. Uh, oh yes that's your boyfriend. <laughs> yes. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, he's soul in a row. You know, we talk about, we <laughs> talk about Lindsey Graham and people like that all the time. We're like uh, imagine this yeah. queen come into life and have this life. That, like, and
2: he's like so like clearly, obviously, living against the core of who he is, I'm and a angry person about it.
3: Normal desires.
2: Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, but, like but without Reagan, yeah, but without Reagan, Reagan and astrologer. Trump
3: and all these. Oh, dude, he but There's he had access to the way astrology builds the world, and right. he was in a unique position. Mm. Uh, Hitler and Napoleon were all the made decisions astrologically. Yep. Like. Um, you know, Napoleon was essentially just like a regular like general in a chaotic part of France's history until he stumbled across all of these artifacts in Egypt that he took with him forever. Like, he went over there to secure Egypt from the British, found all these objects, like these uh, truly ancient Egyptian texts, which... You know, theoretically, the mm-hmm. Egyptians were the refugees of the Atlanteans. Mm, and, it all really is mm, patterning. And that he didn't a make a decision without consulting these, like, no. auroris or whatever, you know, these, like, ancient Egyptian ephemeris. And I okay, love,
1: we have to have you back. I know, I <laughs> love <looks> so many rabbit holes. Wait, 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 wait,
2: that, that one. I know, and we all operate really quickly. I hope everyone at home listening is keeping up. But we always
0: say don't operate a vehicle. Yes, we do get that. We
2: do get that. But I just love how you're bringing in so much... Like, I never expected really... Well, I did because I know you. But at the same time, I never really expected this conversation to be so political or so historical. But it is amazing to see, like, this is an ancient practice. We we just talked about it. Like, what
3: is any information without context.
2: Correct. Like,
3: what is our passive revolution without capitalists stomping on us right now? Like, what is good without evil? Mm -hmm.
2: And that is exactly, there's balance, right? right? And that's why you can also say, like, you are not ever separate from like your quote unquote higher self, like I'll also use the phrase non physical mm-hmm. self, like Absolutely. your physical self and your non physical self. Oh, yes. They are in no way separate. You're living it right now, which is the same discussion of like the quote unquote veil. Like the yeah. veil does not exist. The limit does not oh, exist. me yeah, <laughs> I know, but it is. It's important yes, to it say does. that because <laughs> it's like it's, it's not separate from you. Though no, oh, no, no. There is no such thing as separate. Separate from you. Yeah. Like the veil. There is no Separate. Get it, but it's like it's important for people to know that that distinction is not about separation. Right. That, that right. distinction is about acknowledgement and right. being that rainbow right, bridge, right. like bridging the two, embracing the two, embodying the two.
3: You know, the veil really is our sun sign mm. because if the mm. moon is our quantum access to the unlimited, and sure, if it's in Scorpio, then you have you know, maybe a closer connection to sexuality and Mm -hmm. bonds Mm -hmm. and trust. Mm -hmm. Or if it's in Capricorn, you have a closer (laughs) connection to striving or uh, management or authority. If it's in Leo, you have a closer connection to, like, the regality of yourself. Yes, you know what I mean? But uh, you're still experiencing everything. Like, that's just it. Like, we are, uh, our brains are modems connected to the universe. And so anything that exists in the universe is available to us, right? But the sun filters it out because without mm. it, it, our experience on Earth would be meaningless. Like, we mm. have to have some sort of direction and focus. Like, that's so mm. why time is a line here. Mm-hmm.
2: And it really mm-hmm. is quite so beautiful mm-hmm. because astrology also shows us like, if you see opposition in chart, you can look at what bridges it. Like, right. where is there a square between the two? Like, what's in relationship? And it shows you how two things that are very much opposing can be respected and, and seen and acknowledged and appreciated by another energy in the chart. Sure. That, or, you know, for whatever, if it's an event or a person or anything. I just think that that is so
3: cool. Well, this whole so cool. idea of the polarity is so important. Um, one of the most underrated or in my opinion, underrated, if that's such a thing you could use, <laughs> uh, uh, the card of the tarot deck is the Two of Cups. Because mm. it is about balance. Mm. Two opposing forces coming together, mm. and then, of course, the caduceus that comes out of their clink mm. uh, is this sort of, like, the still point you find in bodywork. Mm-hmm. It's the thing that is created when you hold black and white, one and zero.
2: Liminality. Yeah, when exactly. you, yes,
3: liminality, mm-hmm. precisely. In that moment, since we live in a never-ending continuum of time, if you are able to stop time, even if it's for what we would call a microsecond, in that microsecond is an eternity full of possibility. Mm. So when you hold, the even if,
0: effect, right? yeah.
3: even if you're able to create a balance for just one brief moment, you have created a universe. Especially if you fill that moment of balance with an intention, mm-hmm. you know. And some people create balance all the time, every day, throughout their lives. But their intention is to make money, or their intention is to not kill their lover, or their intention is something so mundane and materialistic that it's not like they're wasting their opportunity, but they are making a space that we are trying to leave bigger.
2: Mm. Mm.
3: And that's like sort of the nature ooh, of consciousness. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I nail on, on the
1: head. <laughs> <laughs> I've been thinking about through all of this. Yeah. Just yeah. like nail Okay, on so head. where do you <laughs> see
0: um i'll say your role but also just how we can be stewards or shepherds of the people that are making that space bigger how can we get more people to leave where do you see that happening mm-hmm. maybe even through an astrology lens or some of the transits going on of what is happening i'm
3: glad you asked you know <laughs>
0: let's be I'm trying to get optimism here but like huh?
3: yeah i know i'm glad you asked because look here's the deal uh everybody wants to be witnessed in a safe space Mm. we live in a we live in such a traumatizing world like i hate to keep going back to politics and history and context of the right now
2: you don't hate it baby
3: but the context (laughs) of right now is so important we live in a world where so many people are unempowered so many people every day are confronted with a choice like this recent election that we just had it's been the lesser of two evils since i've been alive and that is a choice yeah. The lesser of two evils. What a horrible choice.
2: Yeah, it's still evil. It's
3: still evil, right? Well, yeah, yeah. The so evil. it's not. You know, is it tacos or is it sushi? Is it whatever, whatever. Really what the ultimate question is, and you're presented with this question every single day is, does this decision empower me or does it not empower me?
2: Amen. And so that is the, amazing. And the
3: easier choice, more often than not, is the least empowering choice. Of like, course oh, it my is. boss wants me to stay late, but that and cuts into the way, time with my family. And by the it's been set up
2: that way to be Precisely. Easier. It is yeah.
3: systemic.
2: Right. And so, and I so, think, so
3: yeah. when you hold space for somebody who makes the unempowering choice all the time to the point where they believe that they are unempowered, if you look at them and you're like, I don't see an unempowered person. I see a divine I see a divine entity on earth who just needs a place to breathe and I I through virtue of my own luck, context and decisions am breathing right now. So come breathe in my space honey.
1: Mm.
3: You oh know. God, I love that. Astrology be like is the
1: crying Pisces over here. <laughs> it's <laughs> oh. a so cry, no.
3: uh, it's not <laughs> so a day. Good. It's not a real day if someone doesn't cry around me. <laughs> <laughs> but and no, that's beautiful. Let it flow, honey. Like you yeah, know, Yeah, I mean, it's,
1: but it's it's everything. You
3: give the water. Like, you it you... is
1: everything. This is how I feel about the nervous system, like connecting yeah, people. Totally. In, where it's like, mm-hmm. once you work in that healing of the nervous system, you're able to hold space. You know, I was talking to a client yesterday. Mm-hmm. I know you love Ram Dass about mm-hmm. Ram Dass, and it's like. All I could think... I was like, all right, just imagine if all of us had that infinite impossibility every time we walked into a room and, like, what the world would look like. Yeah. And it's, it's just so like... so yes. beautiful. And it, it, is, is, is it is emotional,
2: Every second
3: too. is that is that time.
1: Right. Yeah. And I think this is what I feel when I get... I'll use the word frustrated because I, like, watch... Uh, I don't know. And I think this is what I try to talk about in readings, like, as a medium. I'm like, hey, like, here, here's some information to... To help like connect these wires. Exactly mm-hmm. this. Like to empower and yeah. connect these wires. They're and talismans. It's, it's been, you know, and I can feel in the ethers. This is why I go into conspiracy. I can feel in the ethers where I'm like, stop unplugging that. Yeah. To mm-hmm. that person. Like, and you're you cutting them off. You're cutting them off. Right. Cutting them off. It's, mm-hmm. And
2: it's, well, I'm going to get dramatic.
1: Inhumane. <laughs> it is. No, it very <laughs> it's much absolutely is. absolutely inhumane. trauma Yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's
2: also immoral, you know, in my yeah. opinion. Like it, it's unethical immoral, it's inhumane it's not cool yeah so
0: what i hear you saying is offering like comfort choice kind of permission and also an invitation mm. All to of that. this like new All other of that. to themselves ex- yeah right mm. it's but not also new to, like, that's what, just it right yeah. but for them it may feel new
3: sure right unfortunately
0: um right because it's that sense of leaving
3: what's an opportunity that
0: quote-unquote safety Mm -hmm.
3: You know, everybody Mm. likes to be witnessed. Everybody likes to be heard. Everybody likes to be, um, oh God, like affirmed. You know, everybody likes to have... Yeah, like have a pat on the back and like be like, that was what, like, you know, it's like when you see... You did that. Yeah, it's like when you see a shooting star, are you the only one who's seen it? Mm. Therefore, did it exist? Somebody else says, you know, doesn't it mean so much more when you and somebody else see the same event? So Mm. when the event is your life... When the event is your trauma, when the event is you realizing that you are not separate, mm. and that there are other people out there who have dealt with what you're dealing with, or maybe not, who knows? But there's someone else out there, even if you pay them money, is willing to hear you and not tell you that you need to go back to work and like raise your kids right. What you need to do is love yourself and that allow yourself
2: to be who you are. Totally.
3: So many people externalize their responsibilities these days. Uh, Like their leadership comes from the president. Their spirituality comes from the pastor. You know, we Mm. are as individuals the second coming of Jesus Christ. Mm. You know what I mean? Like we have that connection. We are told we don't. But by who? Mm. You know, by an academic. Well, I can
2: tell you it wasn't Jesus that told them that. Yeah. (laughs) for real. This is yeah. where I could throw a skeptic under
3: White <laughs> Anglo-Saxon capitalistic Jesus. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> right. Jesus was not white. <laughs> yeah. Wake up. English speaking. Also, Baptist. like Christ
0: consciousness. Can we just talk about that for a second? Uh, yes. That is not what is.
3: Miss in. Neptune.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm-hmm. You know Neptune is like the closest planetary vibe to Jesus, and Christ consciousness is genius. Like, why not be more Christ like? You know, Miss Pisces yeah. over here, mm,
2: exactly crying, the channeling. Christ. Like,
3: that's what Jesus would do right now, I feel like. Mm. You know, like, what would
2: Jesus do? Be a it's medium. <laughs> he is a medium.
3: <laughs> yeah. Every Easter, I'm always like, oh, yes. here's
1: where people believe in mediumship. Yay. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm halfway yeah. <laughs> yes. That is Because I'm so like, funny. Jesus was a medium, and yeah. I'm so tired of like, oh, we just believe it around Easter. I'm like, get out of it. Get out of the grid. Yeah.
3: Like yeah. the yeah. OG yeah. quantum yeah. activist.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yes, that's yeah. a great way to describe him. Mm-hmm. He's the best. I want that too. on a shirt? Yeah, Jesus' face wearing a t shirt that says the OG Quantum Activist. <laughs> <Sure. laughs> Any graphic designers out I there, hit me up. We get that made from
3: Sweet you.
0: Jesus. Sweet <laughs> little baby
3: Jesus.
0: Oh,
3: wow. Oh hey. But you know, we just talked about the importance of uh, the Christ consciousness, but think about the gatekeepers mm-hmm. to Christ mm-hmm. consciousness the fucking Pope. You know, mm-hmm. every fucking... Sorry, I'm going to be rude about religious people. But, like, She's every different. leader of a religious community... Like, what is that? A leader of a religious... A pastor, a priest, uh, it's a... It's control. It's yes.
0: that system. It's Again,
3: It's exactly. like, I have access to the divine... And, and y'all need to calmly wait for me to offer what I have to offer. Correct. And it's like, is that
2: is that mentality of it being? And mine. it's like, oh, because you and went to
3: Bible school. Exactly.
2: Right. And then there you bring in the concept Ownership. of the guru. Yeah. You know, oh it's my just, god! Absolutely. It's all Eden. It's, so it's all, it's like all, it's all ego. Yeah. yeah.
3: And it's all you know the people who understand the way the world work sit at the top of this pyramid scheme and mm-hmm. their literal Garden of Eden that we plow and harvest and mow and maintain for them and kill each other for the opportunity to do it.
2: Oh God, that is so incredibly important to be bringing up during this time of what we're living through. Absolutely. Because it is labor, the working class that has the power in everything and not the people that are telling you to do the job and paying you to do the job, et cetera. And by the way, labor starts with women or female bodies like 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 labor the bridge between the non-physical world and the physical world female bodies harvest life regardless of gender binary which is maybe something else we can switch into because i know you wanted to bring up binaries but it's like that is the creation of all things it all starts with labor and until yeah. we build and interact in a society that prioritizes this first and this is a lot about like the Mag- Magdalena com- uh, um, what is that Mag- Mary, Magdalene? Mary Magdalene thank Magdalene. you yeah mm-hmm. exactly but there's a whole book about this right now um, that I'm not remembering the name of maybe we'll put it in the show notes but um, just the idea that labor starts with female bodies and Absolutely. that labor is the power and until we have a society that like, not only accepts that, but creates the environment that is needed to support that from the whole thing, like, there will be mass conflict and problem with power and struggle and all of it. Well, that's Mm.
0: the yin-yang. I mean, Joseph Campbell,
2: that studied so many different societies, was
0: talking (laughs) about female is life, Mm -hmm. and its job is just to be. Mm -hmm. I mean, women get their period this thing happens to them, mm-hmm. right? Things happen, you receive, that's why it's feminine. It mm-hmm. happens to you and you create life. And male, masculine role, if we're in like a balanced structure that's not matriarchal, that's not patriarchal, the men energy, masculine energy, protects that feminine energy mm-hmm. and is like driving the car mm-hmm. and the woman dictates where you're going, mm-hmm. what life looks like. Mm-hmm. And so that's what we're trying to get to, right? And it is this whole masculine, toxic masculine that we're in now, mm-hmm. which is what you're talking mm-hmm. about, that's completely distorted mm-hmm. the feminine and mm-hmm. distorted everything. I don't know how we get balance. I don't even think it's really a swing in the opposite direction, mm-hmm. but it's integrating somehow. We are at the far end of the pendulum swing right now. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely true. Yeah, that you is know, true.
3: Like a lot of this. Patriarchalism is a response to matriarchal, matriarchalism of like the ancient times, you mm-hmm. know? And think about that in a time where you don't have the internet or you do believe in the power of gatekeeping and the power of giving birth. Like, that's that is ac- that's access to power that is like understood, that is obvious, that is clear. Without labor, there is no labor, as you mm-hmm. said.
0: Well, that's why marriage mm-hmm. is gatekeeping. That's oh why, God. like, so much, yes, you know, birth such control. It's bullshit. Monogamy, yeah, there's there's all, sense of abortion, of it. all of that. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. All of that, you know, um, Mm. yeah, all of that. So much, when you start thinking about it, you really begin to realize what a hierarchical world we live in Mm. and how at every intersection of every concept, there is a gate Mm. and very few people have the keys to it all. And the people who do have the key to it all, the ritual straight white men who are Christian don't even know it. Mm. They don't even, they're not even aware of the planet they live on. It's like, hey bro, you live in this world. And they're like, what world? I don't live in a world. (laughs) And it's like, okay, fine. You know, and mm-hmm. it's like I'm you know, s- the cynical But that's why
0: it works, because they're the most asleep. Precisely. So put them at the top, yes. and then the people that are Precisely. actually in control are right. hiding. We don't e- it's not even the one percent. It's, it's like a thousand people. It's like we a thousand they they people. Are. Yeah. You know? They're literally hiding. They might not
3: even live on Earth, they might not even be human. That's talk about conspiracies. Yeah. 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 A prison plan. Ah, yeah. 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 I mean if you've ever read Frank Herbert, you know, or any yeah. David Icke or anything like that, you know about Dosati and oh. you know like I the mean- moon. So like, you know
1: so all like so i write lies down because like anything that's built on lies and trauma it will fall and so pluto is the purest and this is all just the lies so fall. talking about
3: pluto as the purifier is being really optimistic
1: um <laughs> Ooh, the pisces being optimistic ultimately.
3: wow <laughs> uh piscean energy is neither optimistic or pessimistic it's everything yes, it's like oh. It's like, Over sure, whatever edge. whatever mood I'm There's in today. Is. <laughs> like, right. You know, it is. Okay. It's the total. And it's not a 360-degree spectrum like we would look at. A, it's more like a sphere, which has infinite points. Right. Mm. You know, that's why it's Pisces fresh. is so cool, because it's like, you know, we were talking about a veil earlier. The veil exists strongly. It, think about the difference between Aries and Pisces, the two, like, back-to-back signs, right? Uh, on the surface, they're not very similar, but really they are. The difference is that... Pisces knows everything through experience. Aries knows uh, nothing and therefore everything. Mm, Right. It's the difference between the fool and the world dancer. Yeah. And so... Um, or you can even
1: think of like the 12th house of the Hanged Man with the first house yes, and the magician, Absolutely. Where it's like this. Mm-hmm. Ma- you know, that's why Aries are great manifestors because it's yes, like. Because
3: they have to. Doop, doop, doop. Because they are constantly jumping into the deep. They're constantly jumping into the pool, not knowing whether it's the shallow or the deep end. Right. You know, that's that cardinal energy of creation, of starting, you know?
2: Yeah. Paving um, the way, right? Mm-hmm. The first child.
3: Yeah. And so we talked earlier about mm-hmm. the difference between the phases of the moon, that new moon. Uh, vibe is very Aryan you know you were bursting mm-hmm. forward or well, actually no I take that back the uh, first sliver of the, the you know is the Aryan energy the it's like the yes the very first like waxing crescent
2: exactly like I was born on a first quarter moon which mm. is like very forward moving right yes and look at you. energy
3: <laughs> you know <laughs>
2: like me. what
3: a manifester you are and what a forward operator you are in the world <laughs>
2: generator Ooh, yeah for real hard
3: generator vibes aren't
2: you a manifesting generator
3: i am oh yes.
2: <laughs> well, i'm a waxing crescent did you just say waxing crescent Mm-hmm. No, I'm, I'm first quarter. So uh, I'm a waxing like, crescent.
3: I'm a waxing gibbous. Mm. Oh, I don't know mine. We can that's look okay. it up, girl. Move phase. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> and it also brings in, you know, we've already talked about the Pluto return for the United States as being a pretty significant thing that's sure. happening right now. But, I mean, there's returns for all of us, right? Like, people talk a lot about Saturn return. People talk a lot about, I mean, obviously with your... Uh, personal like more inner planets, like your solar return is your birthday that happens every year. Mm-hmm. Your lunar return happens several times a year. Mm-hmm. Venus, Mars, they all have um, returns as well. And I think that the, the outer planets, five and eight times a year, respectively. Exactly. Thank you. Um, I think that the outer planets are a little bit more significant because quite literally they bear more weight. do. But, um, they're more collective. It. Exactly. You know, exactly. And this is,
3: you know, to sort of go back to what we we're talking about Pisces, or excuse me, Pluto being the purifier. It's not necessarily, if you think about, you know, this is all very union. but if you think about like what Pluto is, uh, the God of the underworld, right? And what mm-hmm. is the underworld for us? Trauma, which is a word that keeps coming up. Mm-hmm. The way trauma physically works within our bodies is uh, And this is, you know, um, sort of very interesting. I'm a major enthusiast of marijuana. And um, the key thing about marijuana that humans are into is obviously THC. But there is a neurotransmitter that are, is made in our mind are made in our brain, physically, called anatomine, which is Sanskrit for inner bliss. It was named by the Israeli researchers who discovered it. And its key role is giving us that liminal state of time in the Ooh. moment of trauma so that we can put the trauma aside and move forward with I our lives. I just want to
2: illuminate, that sounds so much like the word anatomy, which literally sure. means, like, your makeup. I you know?
3: could actually be mispronouncing that because I don't actually speak well, Sanskrit but either still, So it's
2: like that sense of being in shock, like when you're in
0: shock?
3: It's sort it's of. It's like a suspicion. It's sort of like... Um, yeah it's like when you are I mean you hear about this when you hear about like mind control programming like when you're being so abused you leave your body mm. because you don't want to deal with it uh. but you come back to your body right mm. and if the abuse is bad enough then you come back to two versions of yourself one of which is under the control of the witch who's doing it to you one of which is barely <laughs> under the control of your former shattered ego
0: or is this a schism
3: yes correct and yeah. so the, the mechanism the chemical mechanism for our ability to deal with trauma is this neurotransmitter which is the equivalent of THC in nature, but is anatomy in our brain.
2: Interesting. And
3: so, what that means is if we have a car crash or a breakup or whatever, we are able to dissociate ourselves briefly or for however long it takes. Uh, so set that trauma aside so that we continue getting fed and wiping our asses and kind of so, <laughs> right. You know, but there reaches a point when we do have had, we have had lunch and we have brushed our teeth and mm. we are in a mo- if we're lucky, because there are billions of people who deal with this every single day who never get the moment to have mm. a full stomach, to have a moment to breathe, you know. They're constantly piling this trauma on. Our DNA is this like quantum device you know to keep it brief uh that can basically store everything and from like the way a computer memory stores things and so everything that our ancestors are experiencing everything that our avatars and our dreams are experiencing is stored literally in the chemical structure of our dna Mm. and so when we go back to deal with trauma it's it's real because we are going back in time within ourselves to deal with it and this is the pluto experience this is the pluto work everybody born with Pluto and Scorpio has had issues with power has had issues with authority has had issues with trust has had issues with sexuality has had issues with all these Scorpionic things as a society as a group of people we have chosen to inter- incarnate together um that's why it's really difficult for me to date outside of a generation <laughs> and uh like I will like have a really hard time dating younger people or older people I like to date people who are my age because like we deal with each other the same way and it's comforting right mm. But you have to go there. That's the story of Hades. You know, that's the story of Chiron. Chiron goes to Hades, finds this place there, frees Prometheus. The world keeps turning mm. And so the thing is, it's a purifier yes, in the sense that like the let's say, for instance, you're dating somebody who's toxic, you behave a certain way to survive in the relationship. The relationship ends. it breaks your heart. You're traumatized. But those behavioral mechanisms that that allows you to survive in that scenario are now your identity. They're
2: embedded. They're your ego, Mm. right?
3: You meet somebody new, you want to date them, but you can't. And the wall is your ego. You have to go back there and realize what you were doing to get yourself in the situation, Mm. what you did to get out of it, Mm. and also to congratulate yourself for surviving long enough to survive and to learn from it, right? Mm. But you have to go back there. The death of that ego that comes from that experience is the purification, right? But you have to come back out. You know, Mm -hmm. this isn't mythology, this is real life. You know, that's the Chiron function you know to extend the metaphor the new person is the Uranian lightning bolt of truth of what freed you from what you know what you know is your pattern to survival from a traumatic past Mm. you know your Saturn function is the ego that turned those survival mechanisms into identity and into lifestyle Mm
2: -hmm. like quote unquote the strict parent Saturn yes precisely Parent of your chart of you
3: and so you go there you relive your trauma but not as a victim but as somebody who made the decision to go there Mm someone who is mindful perhaps with the help of like a wise shaman or some other sort of witness Mm. this goes back to the power of witness the safe space you can go back you were vulnerable when it was happening to you but if you are lucky enough to be going back and revisiting your trauma you're not vulnerable anymore you know you're doing this now you're the progenitor of this healing crisis you know if you will and it is a healing crisis you will cry you know or whatever your Whatever your human reaction is to dealing with your trauma, it will be very real and shitty, mm-hmm. you know, because it's trauma and it's been stored in you forever. It's and not meant to be easy. all your like diabetes and issues and whatnot are not because of sugar and whatever, it's because of trauma you have not resolved. Mm-hmm. And it could be trauma yeah. that you didn't even have in your life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like your Holocausted ancestors, if you're Jewish, your Holocausted ancestors, if you're Native American, your, um, I don't know, even if you are like a rich, like straight white guy you're i guarantee you mother grandmother sister everybody has been abused mm. like your entire female lifeline and your entire male lifeline ancestor line has caused abuse yeah you know so no one is free of this you know jesus was of course and that was why he's so magical uh according to the lore the mythology of christianity but um you know we all have shit to work on so no one's immune from this process and that's why pluto's such a big you know because it's <laughs> like <laughs> yeah so we should all be doing this you know like yeah. we should all like the the mantle of the professional astrologer the mantle of the body worker is something that we do to assign authority because that gives the space weight
1: Ooh.
3: you know mm. it's a form of gatekeeping but it's like the most compassionate gatekeeping and we also have to work with the tools we got and the tools yeah. we have in 2020 are th- are this
2: right you know right.
3: Um, and so it can be purifying. Pluto can be, but it really is more like terrifying. And what um, I hear you
0: saying is it's like transmutation. Yes. Like it yes. Like that alchemy is the is word. It is. That it is the it. Word. Right. So it's, it's not, it is purifying, but it's not this like, ah, it's, right. it's more just like this is down and dirty in the fucking mud. But you're going to the depths and you're transforming it energetically. You are alchemizing this experience and transcending it. precisely.
1: Yeah.
3: One hundred percent transmutation is the Pluto word. It is. Mm. And And that's energetic. Yeah, and energetic alchemy is (laughs) redundant. You know, it Mm. is. Alchemy is the taking of shit energy and making it gold energy. Yeah. You know, truly. And there's a difference. Mm. (laughs) You know? Yeah, Yeah. The energy of trauma is different than the energy of empowerment. The energy of trauma is different than the energy of manifestation. Mm. You know,
0: absolutely. The tone, as as Alex says, I love that word. The tone mm. of the energy.
3: Well, think about the mm. think about the function of voice. Here we are speaking right now, mm. but think about how much easier this conversation would be if we were all psychically connected and we're telekinetically having this conversation, <laughs> and our voice was only used to create tones.
0: Ugh. Like are not. (laughs) we (laughs) though? Isn't that what's happening?
3: Some more than others, sure, but yeah. This is one of my theories
1: (laughs) is like I'm like, okay, everybody like language is semantics are so focused on right now because I think we're going into telepathy in a way from language. George Orwell talks about it.
3: (laughs) Yes. Language is a prison. Yeah. You know It's the
0: energy more, it's the energy you're transmitting. I mean, this is what we've been talking about, Alexis Mm -hmm. and I and How to present yourself, what words to use, like, are you a healer? Yes. You know, and I think you do have to do that work to transmute that energy for yourself of identification and the ego attached to certain things or the materialism along with a lot of these spiritual concepts that unfortunately are wrapped up in the world right now. But then it's like, it doesn't matter what word you use. Look, it's in, the energy yeah. that you're communicating and the right people are gonna feel the energy.
3: That's the why people get so freaked out about uh, cancel culture and all these other things, is because this is an entire group of people who are respected via their education or other mechanisms. That are erasing ideas from the language and making the language less effective and making it more narrow. And it's another form of gatekeeping. And George Orwell talks about this in 1984, yeah. mm-hmm. the scrubbing of an entire idea from an entire language makes it impossible to communicate. Mm. Like, if we didn't have the idea of serfdom, if we didn't have the idea of class struggle, we wouldn't know that we exist in it. <sighs> you know? And that is a goal of entire industries. Mm. Yeah. So...
0: Um, Ooh, God, so, that's
1: so there's good. that. Okay.
0: <clears throat> <clears throat> Ooh, all right. Collective well, pause. Getting, yeah. <laughs> Love that one breathe. Well, we're we're, uh, we're kind of coming to close to a time so maybe we can kind of I'm like no keep I talking know, I know,
1: you know no, I go 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 forever <laughs> forever.
0: I, I know you have actually mm-hmm. a little bit more Alex notes of kind of things I, I haven't taking talk notes about. oh I mean is there any concept we wanted to hit on kind of a, as a ending closing oh
1: gosh I don't think this would be ending closing but so I wanted to I, I wanted to talk like about Eros or about the like um wild feminine of the asteroids a little bit because mm-hmm. I know we've all been but Are we gonna Eros talk about yeah like, <laughs> We so they like, bi- <laughs> I am a Lilith lover. We can talk here, about um, The binary system. Let's talk about Lilith. Oh? Okay. But I like the idea of the binary, binary system of where connect. there's two and we're starting to merge, well, talk,
2: and then there's going to be a big switch. Absolutely. I think that that is a really great place to end, actually, to like discuss how we are making change in binaries and Mm -hmm. how things are not so dualistic because again that separation in reality doesn't actually exist Mm -hmm. and so when you look at binary in the astrology world like People are like, oh Venus, that's your feminine planet. Right. Oh ma- Mars, that's your masculine right, planet right. or your male planet. But it's not that. It's divine feminine and divine I was saying they're masculine. They're literally thinking
3: about genitals when they say that, and I'm just like,
2: yeah, exactly. <laughs> like we're not talking about genitals, you know? We're not talking about biology. We're talking about the energy, the feeling, the tone. Perhaps
3: electricity versus magnetism oh, on yes. a very broad Ooh. spectrum. Yes,
2: yeah, that, big yes. time. And so it's like, no, it's actually the map, the divine masculine in your chart, the divine. feminine. In your chart, well, how do you you act in the world
3: versus how do you act on yourself?
2: Exactly, and how do you act versus how do you love? Mm -hmm. And so it's just beautiful to make that shift because not only is it more inclusive, but it's it's it it does blow up that separation a bit more. And I think that that's so like on a larger scale, what's important right now is go ahead. Yeah,
3: Yeah. and even just the idea of the binary through our cultural lens is so misunderstood. Yeah. Um, We think of, for instance, even just, if you think about the binary system of Jupiter and the sun, everybody believes, not, this is the wrong way to put that, a common belief is that the sun orbits, excuse me, that Jupiter orbits the sun, but in reality, they orbit a point called the Barycenter that exists outside of the sun. Mm -hmm. They orbit uh, a theoretical point in space. Um, There is no center of the solar system, Mm. you know? The Earth and the Moon are the same thing. Like, the Moon actually orbits a place that's like a few miles below the surface of the Earth. It doesn't orbit the core of the Earth. Like, just that simple distinction between what is the actual point around these two binaries? What do they orbit around? Ooh. It's this idea that we don't even like give credence to because we're too busy thinking about what orbits around the other thing. Mm. And we're like, oh, the bigness wins. Everything orbits the bigness. And it's like, well, the bigness also orbits something as well. Mm. And the fact that it's not a rock floating in space blows people's minds. And it's like, the answers we seek are not going to be a pinpoint physical thing that you can reach out and touch
2: it's not a yes and a no
3: it's something you have to create for yourself mm. it's something you have to manifest and you have to believe in it Beautiful. and as the power of belief has been so manipulated <laughs> as we keep going back to the lens of the world right now
2: Yeah.
3: when you are free to believe in what exists it is like the ultimate empowering thing it's like what shamans have always known it's like mm. kinda, you are wrapped up in the drama of the tribe but like really what's happening out there in the world is is, is so much more real Mm. You know?
2: At large,
1: Mm. yes. I love that. Mm -hmm. You want to talk about Lilith? And then
2: we can... God, God, y'all... I know how much you love Lilith. What's happening with Lilith right now? I actually am not familiar with what's happening with Lilith right now. (laughs) Attention, But I will say, like, I'm just obsessed with the story of Lilith. And Lilith, you know, is the black moon. It is... She blew herself up because she did not want to be involved in all the bullshit. She is the shadow. She is the darkness. She is the dirt. She talks about your fears. She talks about, you know, how you move through it all and how you can navigate and, like, your tendencies in, like, the shittiest parts of yourself. And it's so important To see her and know how much power she has and know that that is within you and the way to like transmute that is through just being who you are and allowing yourself and dealing with the trauma that you have been through and accepting and operating with your shadow like we all are both at the same time. Everything is a hundred percent about you and not about you at all, and so it's just I think a really p- cool part of astrology to be able to dive into that very deeply mm-hmm. without fear. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And yours is
3: in Sag, mine's yes. in Sag.
2: Mine's in Libra, mine's right?
3: In Pisces, right. Ooh.
2: And it makes so much sense that yeah. you and I both have Lilith and Sag because Lilith and Sag is associated with the fear of meaninglessness. Mm-hmm. And we're like, if it doesn't have meaning, then what is yeah, it? Why does it exist? I've like said that to friends and clients and they're like,
3: oh,
1: yeah, that's, yeah, you.
0: that's
1: <laughs> <you>. They're <laughs> like, oh, you okay A Pisces with Pisces <laughs>
3: struggling with meaninglessness? No.
1: No, no never. I don't believe Listen, that. Listen, <laughs> you all. Pick it on the Pisces. No, I love yeah, I Pisces. Oh <laughs> my
3: God, I love them so I got
1: much. I <laughs> too. Yeah. love
2: Pisces. All this
1: Virgo energy is, like- is very
3: Organizing for
1: me, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, we're the opposite,
3: yeah. Mm-hmm. But we need mm-hmm. each other, though, you know mm-hmm. what I mean?
1: Yeah, I can always suss out a Virgo, mm-hmm. like well, you got Virgo, Virgo something, <laughs> yeah. But what in yours? What's mine? is like is? Venus,
0: Mars. Oh, the are we talking about, Lil sorry, where my Virgo yeah. is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. mine's Libra. I forget what it is. It's
2: per, I think it's like
3: what's your rising.
0: Oh no, I'm saying what
2: is
3: mean? What
0: is the fear? The... I, I was going to say
2: it was oh, perfection, oh. but obviously that's Virgo.
3: Justice. Um, it is balance in the first house Beauty.
2: Of yeah.
3: Oh, is it? Mm hmm. Being
2: mm, <laughs> yeah, and then do you know do you know crises? That's so good. Uh, Wait, I have that document on
0: my computer. I can look it up. The one that Alexis <laughs> oh, constantly yes. references.
2: I do. I'm obsessed with it. I could talk to you about your Lilith.
3: My Lilith like placement is like so uh, because of what it means to me personally. Is so I would need somebody to talk to me about it because it's okay, like I can't go through. there myself. You know what I mean? I do oh. know what
2: you mean. Eighth house Pisces. It's a bitch. Look, all of my issues out. as an adult Eight are eighth house, house issues
3: right yeah, and eight house yeah, is huge that's
2: business you know it's like well, it's, contracts
3: it's love it's trust it's yeah, sex it's, yeah.
2: it you is, know it is Ooh. like marriage my
3: ability to deal with somebody stops the seventh house mm. you know poor adam mm.
2: <laughs> poor baby adam i love adam adam can we just give a shout to adam adam i hope you listen to this podcast Your sweet cancerian ass you were just the sweetest little baby Mwah. I'm going to just go ahead and list all of
0: them Just in case someone listening knows Oh yeah, this is fun Okay, Lilith and Aries is shadow of of success And the fear is fear of unworthiness Um, Black Moon and Taurus The shadow of security Fear of scarcity Mm. Uh, Black Moon and Gemini Shadow of acceptance Fear of rejection (laughs) Shout out to Tom Mm -hmm. (laughs) Love you Tom Black Moon and Cancer Shadow of support Fear of abandonment.
2: Mm, that one's really deep because in abandonment, like if you make it so that people rely on you or you rely on other yes. people, then you will never oh be God. alone. Right. Black Moon in Leo, shadow of order,
0: fear of change. Black Moon in Virgo, shadow of ability, fear of failure. Mm-hmm. Black Moon in Libra, shadow of perfection, that fear right. of loneliness or isolation.
2: Right
0: um black moon and scorpio shadow of death fear of loss
2: that's a big one my yeah. ex-boyfriend's black moon and Lilith is like girl you got problems
0: black moon and sagittarius <laughs> no, no shade, <laughs> shadow of truth fear of meaninglessness um black moon and capricorn shadow of control fear of neglect or not being acknowledged Oof. black moon and aquarius the shadow of power fear of powerlessness Black Moon in Pisces, shadow of trust, fear of vulnerability.
3: Mm. And that in the eighth house too. You know, it's like, oh "Mm."
0: yeah, that is huge. (laughs) Oh, and then there's you don't trust nobody. you should reference this document. I just love it it so
2: much. Down by houses. I'll send it to you. Mm.
3: You know, it's interesting now that we're talking about Lilith. That's another one of those theoretical places that you have to make real yourself. It's not an actual rock in space. Right. She blew
2: herself up. It's
3: the very center between the Earth and the Moon.
2: Mm -hmm. You know. Wow. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Yes. All this to say, we love astrology. It's, it's so cool. I've talked okay. about astrology for years. Me too. Will how- I mean, I feel like you
1: could have a conversation about astrology every day, and it would be different. Oh, 100%. Yes. I do. Like, yes.
3: you know? Yeah, he literally yeah.
2: does. I wasn't and on-
3: supposed to see clients today, but I ended up doing it anyways, you know?
2: Exactly. And on that note, well, how can people find oh, you? Yeah. How yes. can people book with you? Oh,
3: sure. Um, I don't...
2: You're, like, very organic. <laughs> yeah, I
3: really... I tried the whole, social, like, branded astrologer thing on social media, and I hate that person so um you can reach out to me via email it's very direct and straightforward but i am a Virgo Capricorn so hit me up at DeepSky 984 at gmail.com um put in obviously a subject line so you don't go to the spam folder and just tell me what's up and we can work something out um
1: and you do them virtually
3: I do them virtually or in person. I obviously cool. totally prefer virtual, but um, I <laughs> will meet in person if that's your vibe. So whatever. Awesome. But, Amazing. You know,
0: yeah. Yay. Thank you so much. Yay. We're going to go build a fire. Bye. Uh, <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> right? Nothing else to yeah. say, really. Okay. <laughs> okay Did bye. you stop it? Bye, y'all. Bye.